Hey Northview, it's Lexi. Thank you for joining us on our fifth episode of In Good Company. Today we will be discussing how social media impacts our day-to-day -day life. Now let's hear from Greg, Josh, and Jesse. Thanks for joining us here for episode five of In Good Company. And uh, guys, one of the main drivers for this whole thing we're doing with these episodes is to try to have conversations amongst ourselves, but hopefully other people are going to be tuning in as well about um, issues that, that matter in our everyday life or issues that come up frequently in the Christian life and trying to think through it just from a biblical perspective. And mm -hmm. so sometimes we have, uh, you know, two, two different viewpoints on the matter and we want to talk it through. Sometimes uh, it's just more of a conversation between all of us. And so that right. it's the latter one that's going to be more of this next episode. Um, and, and wanting us to think through and basically talk through the idea of social media and how Christians engage with it, uh, how we do it well or not well, ways we can improve. Uh, it just, it seems like, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but for me, it, it has felt like since COVID-19 started, uh, I have been digesting or ingesting hmm. uh, a lot more for sure. social media content yeah. than I even was before. And so um, I just thought it'd be helpful for us to have that conversation about how should Christians be engaging with social media. So maybe to start off, hmm. just to kind of get the ball rolling, I'm just interested, what, what social media platforms are you guys most regularly involved with? I uh, peruse Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, but not one more than the other. I okay. probably just wander through those three. Yeah, I'm kind of a big deal on Instagram. Are you? <laughs> I have like at least 50 followers. Yeah. Amazing. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag Jesse Schellenberg. Is that it? You have a hashtag. No, no numbers? I, no, sorry. It's an ad, right? Yeah, sorry, ad. it's an ad. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, I, I, I dabble. Dabble. I don't peruse. I dabble. Wow. I Instagram a little bit. I don't have Facebook or the the Twitter either, but you don't. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not a good, not just, a good social media person. Just Instagram. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Yep. And you have no preference of platform. Uh, I have preference of platform depending on the content I'm looking for. Like I go to I go to Twitter for politics and, like and the truth. theology. Like the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the truth. Yeah, that's right. Twitter is is where the truth is at. Yeah. Um, and I go to Instagram for friends and Facebook. Same thing. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'm I do. also looking at Instagram for friends too. <laughs> <laughs> the little search, little search option, yeah. you just scroll through the videos. Anyone, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I think I'm similar to you, Joshua. I, I kind of have the Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, but I, I Facebook feels like it's mostly for work stuff. Right. Um, and yeah, yeah, Facebook messengers. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Twitter, I try to follow kind of a wide variety of people. Um, and to kind of just get a feel for what's being discussed uh, culturally and um, sports accounts that I want to follow and keep yeah. up to date on that kind of stuff. And then Instagram feels like mostly kind of family and yeah. photos of kids and all that kind of stuff. So mm. it's, yeah, it is, it, it is interesting how you'll use different accounts for different things. But totally. you guys have probably observed how there are uh, Christians who do well <laughs> in engaging on social media yeah. and yeah. Christians who don't quite as much. So how would you, uh, maybe Jesse, let's start with you. Sure. Um, yeah, give us some feedback on, on what you've seen and what you think, based on what we know about the scriptures, how, mm. how we actually ought to be engaging in these platforms. Yeah. I think, uh, I guess the first thing I would like to add to that 
conversation or idea would just be we need to be wise. Mm. And I would say, just thinking recently, my, my wife and I were watching after we put the kids to bed and clean up the house or whatever, we normally throw in a show or whatever we're watching and watching a movie recently. And, and the main character of, of this movie, of this show, um, was kind of in a, a tough marriage relationship and uh, they're having a hard go at it. And they met someone at their work and this, this person was really lovely. Like they're a nice person, they're funny and, and the marriage wasn't working out. And so you, you kind of started to grow in your heart a, a feeling for this main character. Like, yeah, you know what? It might, it might be better mm. for you if you, would, if you would leave and you would preserve this. And you're kind of rooting for them secretly to do something that you know is so contrary to what God would have them do in that moment. And for me, that just shines a light that we need to be wise and discerning mm. on in mm. terms of how we're being formed by the media that, that we're consuming. Mm. Um, so yeah, I guess that would be the one, one kind of tidbit to start, is just mm. recognizing that we're always being discipled. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, we need to be aware of who's discipling us yeah. and what's discipling us. Yeah, yeah I, I really appreciate that note on wisdom because it, it's one of the things that, it's, it's not like scripture is very clear for us on how to engage in social media. It doesn't come out and say, well, when you're on Twitter, yeah. be such and such a person. It doesn't do that, right. but. Science, it does. <laughs> But, but it's, it's, a, it's a category of our life that is significant, particularly in this day and yeah, age for sure. where it, there is so much coming at us and so much opportunity for us to come back that it, just like the rest of our lives, we need to have wisdom to engage in it, uh, sometimes to engage in it and yes. sometimes not to engage in it. And yeah. that's where I, I think the wisdom comment is really critical to this. Yeah, and I think the idea that it is actually, it has a formative effect on us, right? Yes. I mean, I, yeah. I had a conversation the other day with a person who is uh, wanting to get baptized and... Uh, they were talking about how they, they feel like every morning they wake up, they have to make a decision about what are they going to engage mm. with first. Mm. Like, will it be my Instagram mm. feed? Will it be uh, a Bible app? Will it be my email? Right. So like you can, he was, he was wrestling with this tension yeah. of like, am I going to start my day with scripture, with work, yeah. with, right. yeah. with friends and, and relationships? And it, it's, it's the reality that we actually are being formed. Yeah. yeah by what we engage with. And I think if we're not, if we're not mindful of that, we're already losing the battle Totally, because we we're walking into it thinking it's this kind of neutral place, but actually it, it has an effect on us and it not, not negative always, but if we're not mindful of the fact that it actually is forming something in us, then it's going to be a hard, hard thing to actually do well. Yeah. Joshua, what's kind of some kind of first observations about, social media and engaging with it that you want yeah. to bring up? Yeah. I have, I have seen social media uh, be a significant black hole for so many people. And I felt it in my own heart where you, you can wander into it. And if you're not careful, you get sucked further and further and further and further. And it, it suddenly becomes everything. So that if you've made it your practice when you wake up in the morning that you're on Instagram, that five minutes uh, one morning turns into 45 minutes the next morning and, and, or in a slow fade, it just becomes a black hole. And I, I remember when I was young, there was this day where I came down to the downstairs living room where our TV was as a family. And my dad loved watching sports, football, hockey, um, you know, TV show that would come on and he would come home and he'd watch that. It wasn't like he was doing that all the time. Um, but some, something happened and I don't know what, I never asked him but some, some, for some reason, I came downstairs one day and there was this poster or this piece of paper that had been taped up next to the TV and it said, what you feed grows and what you starve dies. Mm-hmm. And, and that has stuck with me ever since. And, and in that context, he was talking about TV. He, he realized that I, he was getting sucked into mm-hmm. things 
that were not of value compared to other things you could be doing. And, and by being there, he wanted to be there more. And so the feeding of it made it grow, made it grow. And he realized the only way to stop it was to starve it. Right. And so I think that was in that media forum. But in this social media forum, I think the same thing can be true. And I think that's, a, for me, has been a guiding principle of my yeah. interactions with social media. I never want to get to the point where I have wasted mm. uh, an hour and a half where the first 10 minutes were potentially meaningful, yeah. right? I might have got something out of the first 10 minutes, mm. but the last hour mm. was nothing. Yeah. And so how do I move away from that? I have to mm. recognize I need to starve some things, but then some things are good to feed, and mm. I want to foster that. So, mm. so for me, I, I have seen social media be a black hole um, in a negative sense, and it's very tempting to yeah. be that. And the only way out of it is sometimes to starve. Right. Your language hunger. of feeding and starving brings up this idea of idolatry to me. Mm. Uh, That's and, good. and I think... Oh man, can social media be idolatrous to, to, to hmm. so many, to, to us included? And I think uh, just desiring those that extra like or that comment or to see mm-hmm. how people are reacting with mm-hmm. something you posted right. or whatever, right. it very quickly can become something that we just need to be fed to find hmm. fulfillment and joy and happiness. And I think for me, one of those things would be sports. And it's amazing how my team, whether that's the Canucks or the Seahawks or whatever that is, um, when they're not doing well, when they're losing, when they miss the big game, how that can just affect my whole disposition towards my wife and my kids. Hmm. And at that point, you got to question yourself. Does this become something more than just a game? Totally. Mm. But, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So as you guys were talking, my phone was buzzing, which prompted a question for me, for you guys. Yeah. Do you have notifications on your phone for things like social media, or do you turn it off? I, do, I do not for Twitter. Um, because it's there, how many tweets come out a day? It's, in, it's insane. Um, and I don't for Instagram, but I, for Facebook, only if it's something that's like it's somebody's birthday and I really better remember it's my mom's birthday or yeah, I don't yeah. know, something like that. So what do you, like, this is actually something that would maybe be worth talking through. The, the whole choosing to engage in social media is one thing, but there seems to always be the draw hmm. in, right? Yeah. Like the, the things that suck you yeah, in. Yeah. So have I mean I guess you can answer the question that I asked first like notifications how do you how do you handle those things in terms of controlling when you actually engage with with yeah. things I have not been I'm not strategic in that sense like I, I don't have notifications on Instagram or whatever but not because I I sat there and, and prayed and thought that that would be the best mode I just actually don't know how to turn them on to be honest. but the uh, the other thing I like. For me, it's just your phone. Like that is the primary way I'm engaging with any of this type of stuff. And so my phone is always on me, whether I'm eating supper, it's out of my pocket beside the the table. And my wife Mm. often has to be like, oh, I thought we were eating a family meal. And then I get mad at her because she's making witty comments. (laughs) But uh, it it is a thing though, right? It it will draw, it will draw us in. And so that is something that I need to grow in is, is just figuring out how I can be present with my, Mm. my family, my Lord, what, 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 yeah, yeah, whatever that Mm. is. Yeah. So, uh, Jesse, maybe talk a little bit about how you, the, the temptation to engage in social media is not, and temptation is the wrong word because it's not always, it's not like a sin totally. thing, right? But, but the, yeah. the decision to engage with social media conversations uh, can be a purely observational, yeah. right? The, the stalkers who contribute nothing sure. to any conversation. Yeah. All they do is watch what everyone else does. Yeah. Uh, but there's also people who are really active in it and, and how uh, help us think through our participation in these platforms and yeah. what it should actually look. How, how should our Christian faith yeah. influence mm. our engagement in things? I rarely, rarely, if ever, would mm. engage on a, a thread or a comment. Right. And that's actually not um, noble of me by any means. It's just I, 
I've just seen it abused so much that I just hesitate to even hmm. touch on that. And so I guess another uh, principle or tidbit that I would bring up is I think uh, we can forget that when we're engaging online that we're still a Christian and we are mm. still to be making the name of Jesus famous in the way that we do that. As Paul talks about in Galatians, the, the fruit of the flesh versus the fruit of the spirit, mm. our engagement online looks a lot more like mm. the, the fruit that is produced by our sinful nature and mm. it's full of hatred and, and all the other the things that he lists there. So I don't mm. know, I guess that'd be one thing. Is, is what I'm commenting uh, loving and gentle and gracious and full of self-control or is it the other side of it. And I think that's just something we need to check ourselves on often. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess to say we don't get an out just because it's online and it's it's yeah, it's right. still totally. it's still public in that totally. Sense. It's a weird dynamic where you are are kind of engaging with people. Yeah. But you also aren't. And so it's easy right. for our engagements to be a really dehumanized yeah, for sure. process where we uh there's a, a phrase that's been used by by people. Alan uh, Jacobs is one of them in his book, How to Think, where he talks about the repugnant cultural other. Mm. This person in your social media yeah. feed that like is prop. there, yeah. right. and they're mostly like a foil yeah. to your life. And yeah. you follow them because you know anything they post, you'll hate. Yeah, And you almost are out for that visceral yeah. reaction to the thing that you don't And even like. when they say something reasonable, you hate it just because it came from the right. You it. Totally. it to make yeah, it sound exactly. like it was dumb or whatever. Yeah, and oh, absolutely. So, and so it's such an easy way for us to dehumanize people. Mm, yeah. To not actually engage with mm. ideas or engage with issues, but to use it to, to turn people into caricatures and yeah. to, to misrepresent because we're, we're trying to show kind of how great we are or how great our point is that we'll actually just override. And like you said, the, our, our words and our actions actually look a lot more like the deeds of the flesh than they do the fruit of the spirit. Mm, yeah. Mm. So that's, that's something that I've had to keep in my mind a little yeah. bit as I'm trying to engage with social media is how, how am I actually um, processing the information that I'm absorbing um, and and am I dehumanizing the people yeah. that I'm engaging with on there or mm. or not? Because I, I think to go with a whole social media platform, everything is coming in small snippets and it, you you scroll past them and there's yeah. not a lot of like deep engagement about a lot of it. There's not a lot of like reflective yeah. thinking that takes place on social media. Well, and and that, so, and that's, that's a good point. And I think there's an equal and opposite danger there is you said something interesting. Thank you. There's not a <laughs> first time. The it was viewers probably a quote of someone else. It wasn't an original thought. <laughs> they, but... they disagree. <laughs> they I disagree you. with it. Never mind. I take that back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you said there's not a lot of deep dialogue or, or conversation yeah. going on yeah. through social media, the right. form of social media, and so I think that's where we can dismiss it as Christians, though, to be like, well, nothing like really hmm. profound comes out of hmm. that, and so and and yet. That is the public square. That is the, the library of sorts or, or where people gather, the town hall yeah. of the 21st century. And so for us to completely remove ourselves from that because of, of mm. the method not being ideal in terms of developing deep mm. conversations, um, I don't think that's wise either. So when people say something like social media is not real life, yeah. right, 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 right. Is what's that your correct? feedback to that? Yeah. Is that is that true? Is it well, not? Well, we, we have to we have to know that the person on the other side is a real person. Yes, you're interacting with technology, but but on the other end of that technology is a person. Yeah. yeah. And so, yes, it's not real life because you're not looking at a human being. But yes, it is real life because there is a human being there. Mm-hmm. There is a human being who is having thoughts, who is thinking something, who who is concluding something for certain reasons, and yeah. you are going to look at them and think all sorts of things. But but if yeah. you are going to 
disconnect the reality of the person on the other end from the, mm. from the medium they're using to communicate, uh, you're going to interact with, the, with what they're saying in a very different way than you would ever first in, yeah. in person-to-person conversations, right? Like you see those threads where somebody will make a, like a, yeah. a jab, a hard jab, or they'll start just going off swearing or, or something. Yeah. And, and you're like, I know you. You would never do that in person. Yes. You would never do that in person. But right. it's because they've chosen to disconnect uh, the, the person on the other end from the comments that are yeah. being made in the so I, I think I think we need to think of it in some way as real life because mm. it's real mm. you're in it mm. when we're in those those debates those online brouhaha's right yeah. you yeah. you uh, it almost becomes more tempting to just say something to say it mm. yeah rather than to actually be in a conversation and yeah. I think a few episodes ago Jesse you were with Dwight and I was chatting with Sarah uh, Mills and and one of the things that I got out of my conversation with Sarah was just we don't have very many opportunities or we don't take the opportunities to have legitimate mm. conversations. Mm. It's so transactional. Right. And yeah, social totally. media just puts that on steroids. Yeah, yeah. you're in and you're out. I yeah. comment on something because it's witty or I think I'm going to win the debate or yeah. it, it, it isn't actually about the person on the other end and trying to, mm. to move the conversation mm. forward. And so... It's that kind of goes with the repugnant cultural other, the people right. we follow. Sometimes yeah. we follow them because we want to see, like, will people from our tribe hmm. dunk on them yes. for right. that, like, right. stupid totally. thing they said? Totally. Yeah. And if no one from my tribe does, now it, am I? Yeah. yeah. Will I be the hero yeah. to come out and tell that person how crazy that yeah. comment was? Hmm. And, and that feeling that makes us feel nice when that happens. Yeah. What, what is, like, let's just right. own that. What, what, is that coming from a heart <laughs> that is being love. transformed into the image and likeness of right. Christ? Or is that. I love. Just fully feeding our totally, simple nature. Totally. And that, I think you bring up a really good point. We, we, we have to remember that there's a person on the other side. We have to remember that there's a person on this side too. Hmm. That you're a person. Yeah. And as a Christian, you, your, your whole life is dedicated to the glory of God. This yeah. is why you hmm. exist. You are, you are an image bearer of God from creation, but you also uh, now have being redeemed mm-hmm. are, are an ambassador for Christ. This is yeah. 2 Corinthians 5. And so you, you take that and you realize, okay, I'm a person, I have to recognize that even when I'm on social media, I'm representing somebody. Mm. And as a Christian, yeah. we're representing Christ, mm. right? So, so it's not only that I need to remember there's a person over there, I need to be kind, Christians are kind and loving. Mm. I need to remember that. But I also need to remember in, in every scenario of my life, in every sphere of influence, in every responsibility of my relationships, I, I, have, to image, I have to represent Christ well. Yeah. And that includes in the way that I comment, in the way that I yeah. respond, in the way that I might hate that repugnant person, <laughs> yeah. right? I need to know that, hey, well, I need yeah. to represent Jesus pretty yeah. well here. Yeah. yeah. So what, Joshua, what would be some of the, the kind of guiding principles you have in terms of actually your, your own engagement yeah. with social media? Well, the first one, like that, that what you feed grows, what you starve dies is really critical for me. But, but another one that I, I, want it, I want this filter to wash through my whole life um, are, are the greats of Scripture. You, mm. you have the great commandment, right? Mm-hmm. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, it, when I'm on social media, you, you, some people, I, I've heard this so much, don't, don't, don't hyper-spiritualize it. Come on, it's just social media. You're getting too deep. Well, no, if, if you are a Christian and you want to love the Lord, then, then love the Lord mm. and love your neighbor. Don't, don't segregate it in different parts of your life. So, so even in social media, I think it's important to step mm. back and say, am I loving, when I, when I make this comment, when I respond in this way, am I loving the Lord here mm. with all my mind? Mm. 
And am I loving my neighbor? Uh, but also the other great, uh, the Great Commission, to go and make disciples, right? Um, and that making disciples, both of people who don't know Jesus, but also the, the discipleship of the people who do know Jesus. And I, I want to think, is, is my, is, are my comments, my words, particularly between Christ, with other Christians, uh, are, they, are they building up? Mm. When a non-Christian sees me interact on social media, are they like, mm, I knew it, he's a hypocrite, mm. yeah. right? How do people see me, and in what way does my, do my comments, do my interactions on social media further the mission of Christ? Mm. So to me, those, those, those are our helpful filters. Mm. That's, I, I think it's a good, a good point to recognize that if we are called to go and make disciples, uh, how unfortunate it would be if, if that would be hindered, that call would be hindered, because of a careless like here mm. or, or a careless comment there and, uh, and our, our coworker or whatever who is trying to, what is this Joshua guy all about or whatever? Totally. Um, mm. ah, that's, yeah, yeah, that would be I, unfortunate. I've been watching on Twitter, all, there's all sorts of these conversations, but there's one pastor down in the States who, who I just don't think he thinks sometimes. <laughs> is he your repugnant cultural other? <laughs> no, he's not. Okay. But, but, but Harris, brother. That's right. That's right. He's in the atmosphere. Um, and and he, he'll comment, and it, it's almost like he didn't think for a moment. And and you look at all the people responding, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What what are you trying to say?" And then he clarifies, and you're like, "Oh, I I now I get what you're saying." But if you'd sat back for a few seconds to think through mm. the fact that people are going to see this, and I need to think through the impact of my words, I should maybe rephrase it a little bit. Yeah. And there's like that's where we're back to the wisdom yes, yeah. of interacting. It's not only the wisdom on, on how much to interact. But on on just what you say yeah. and how people hear, there's just so much wisdom to call and, into it. And as much as the wisdom is about what you say, it's also what you don't say. Mm, like, that's like good. Sometimes yeah. the wisest thing is just to not to respond in, yeah. in, in the certain situation or not to, to comment on, on the particular video or whatever. Hmm. Um, I think there's that's lots good. of wisdom in that too. Yeah. So uh, one other thing that I think is a valuable kind of aspect or avenue to explore a little bit with the, the whole engagement online is the reality and the temptation of echo chambers, hmm. right? Yeah. The, the, that we so curate our experience with only following or engaging with people who think exactly like us. And hmm. so, um, so I, I think it might be that element that makes people say things like social media is not real life because hmm. we can have such a distorted viewpoint of what everyone thinks right. when in reality, it's not everyone. It's just like the same kind of, it's like the people who wear blue shirts with white dots on them. They yeah. all think those kinds of things. Yeah. But there's a whole world out there of people who wear long sleeve shirts That's right. yeah. that we never hear from because yeah. they're not a part of any, partly too with that, what you uh, feed is what will thrive, right? Mm. Is just realizing that there are uh, systems and formulas in place on these platforms that what you click on. Totally will now feed what other things get. My oh, wife hates yeah. videos of like animals in the ocean, of like whales and <laughs> like whales coming close to boats and like seals going close to, she just is not a big fan of the ocean, but <laughs> because she always watches them, she always has them popping <laughs> that up. Is so funny. And we always talk about, it. she's like, I gotta stop watching these videos because <laughs> yes. I just keep getting sent these videos. Yes. But that's, that's exactly how the whole system totally. works is yeah. the things you engage with are going to be the things that get fed to you. And yeah. so if we aren't aware of that dynamic, hmm. then it can very easily yeah. make us feel like everyone I know thinks the same way on this yeah. thing. 
And that creates a false sense of, of safety and, and meaning and purpose and creates an other that we can hate. And, mm -hmm. and uh, it, it's your, your point on these systems that exist. Um, we need to be really careful of them. I, I remember um, sitting actually at a friend's house during the whole Trump impeachment thing and it was going back and forth. And one of the things we did is we would turn on Fox News and watch it for a little bit. And then we turn over to CNN and we go back and forth and back and forth. And it was literally like you were watching a different historical event, hmm. which, which is hmm. it's crazy because it wasn't. It was the same thing. And I think in our own lives, it's a good picture of what we can do. We, we can get so narrowed in that we, our view of reality is so distorted because all it's doing is feeding us the thing that we like or that we want to hear. Right. And as Christians, we need to be, I think we need to be better ethnographers, if you will, or, or better um, cultural exegetes looking at our, at our world and our society and, and trying to discern reality from, from God's perspective and not just what, what I like or, mm -hmm. or whatever. But mm -hmm. yeah, that's a good, good point. Mm -hmm. So give me, you guys are both sharp guys who are discipling lots of people. So, so give me some practical tips on how to actually do that in, in my real life. So what, what are some ways that I can not be a part of an echo chamber, but um, to actually be better as a, as a cultural exegete? I think that's a great call, but how mm -hmm. do I actually do that? Mm-hmm. One of the things I like to encourage people to do is, um, I think within Christianity, we even get into tribes a little bit. Totally. Um, I think we're all guilty of it. I got my favorite theologians, and they all think exactly like me. Uh, coincidence. All of my <laughs> friends, yeah. we don't have a tribe. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. I'm sure. <laughs> um, and so I think just whether it's it's uh, people in, in your congregation or people that you're discipling with, yeah. if you get a sense that, man, you seem to, to really appreciate this person and their teaching and whatever, that's great. Uh, but there's people that think differently on, on these issues or mm. speak differently or think that there's there's a, a greater focus or a greater threat to the Christian uh, worldview or, or faith mm. right now. And so I, I like to encourage people to just expand um, the content that, that they're... Yeah. So that would be one thing that I would... If you find yourself kind of sticking to the same three mm. voices mm. in your life, recognize there's other voices out there that are good um, mm -hmm. and that love Jesus just as much as those ones mm -hmm. and, and they're important. Can you give us a few? What are some of the voices that you follow sure. on social media? And you want me to out my tribe? That's right. We want to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so on Twitter, I follow Joshua Scott and Greg <laughs> Harris. <laughs> yeah, they're all right. Um, one of the things that I, I do is I just like to read articles. So that's okay. why I, I, we talked a little bit about social media. I don't do a whole lot. Right, um, right. But I think the Gospel Coalition is, is a good source. Uh, but again, even if that's your only source, that, that's going mm -hmm. uh, to pigeonhole you um, quite a bit with a, with a particular view mm -hmm. or framework um, and stuff like that. But in terms of uh, other pastors, I like to listen to, to sermons as well. So um, I, I appreciate David Platt and, and Matt Chandler. Uh, they do a good job. Uh, there's someone by the name of Al Moeller, too, who offers uh, something called The Briefing. Uh, that's a helpful. Uh, he's very smart, reads a lot of books, <laughs> thinks through a lot of things. Um, I don't but, think he sleeps. I think he's uh, actually he's, a robot. He's wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliantly wild. And then even just some of more like of my hobby. Thing. I, I appreciate reading different perspectives on, on hermeneutics and how to read the Bible. So I'm a big fan of Kevin Van Hooser right now. I've been hmm. reading some of some of his work and stuff. But even him, if I would only focus on his way of, of reading scripture, thinking about it, I'd yeah. miss because he has some blind spots too. But mm -hmm. yeah. Joshua, any, any tips or anything well, come to mind? Well, yeah, let me... Like to the to your previous question about broadening, yeah. how do we how do we broaden our our view and stay outside of our tribe? Which sorry, that was your response to yeah. the question. Um, it's okay, I'll take credit. For <laughs> <you>. <laughs> That's right. Um, I I think I think we need to take a step back sometimes as Christians and and recognize how little time we spend in the Word of God mm -hmm. compared to time we spent 
taking it in maybe through a sermon or mm. or taking hopping onto Twitter or social media. Mm. I mean, if, if you backed up and counted the hours that mm. you spend in a day on social media and then backed up and counted the hours you spend in, in the Word of God, mm. I think a lot of us would probably be pretty disappointed in how much we spend in the Word. Mm. And so I think one of the really important things to stay out of the echo chambers is to make sure that, that the, the source of truth uh, that, that you are receiving the most time uh, or you're taking the most time to receive from is the word, hmm. is actually the truth. You're, you're not just saying, I'm, I'm with this guy, I'm not with this guy. You're, you're not just trying to say, I'm, I think the truth is over here, I think it's over here. You know it's here. Hmm. Um, and so we got to spend our time there. And that's going to allow us to be critical, even of the people or the, the opinions of the people who are in our tribe sometimes, yeah. right? There are sometimes yeah. you listen to a sermon by someone you love and you're hmm. like, Wait a minute. I don't yeah. agree with you. I, I remember reading that just yeah. two days ago or whatever. And, and I think that's, that's something critical for us to develop is, mm. is broadening our understanding of the scriptures before we broaden our understanding of the world. Mm. Um, because here's, here's where the truth is. Yeah. So that, that's, my, that's my advice. It sounds, it sounds cheesy, but I, I do think we need to take a step back and ask, how much time am I spending with the Lord? Mm. And, then, and then balance that. Not, not balance it, but try and figure out where, where then does it stand next yeah. to social media. Yeah, and I would just kind of piggyback on that to say uh, yes and amen. And, and also just I think there's a bit of a lost art of just reading mm-hmm. generally. Yeah. Like yeah. I think yeah, people are reading things on social media, but in terms of actually sitting down and engaging with something that's more long form mm. and actually forcing ourselves to, to deliberately work through an argument, work, work through a book, uh, if we agree with it or not, I, I don't think is necessarily even the biggest deal, but I think, I think it'll help us engage in the moment more if we actually devote some of our time to, to thinking more deeply about things. Yeah. And so, that's good. Um, yeah, obviously read the word and even just Let's, let's try to improve as readers in, in general. I think yeah, that'll yeah. really inform our conversations. That's good. Sweet. Let's end on this note then, from yep. the word to tie it all together. See, that's <laughs> there it. we go. Well done. Pretty well smooth. Done. We talked a little bit about uh, the fruit of the Spirit, so let me just read that as, as a means of thinking through how we should engage social media wisely. Paul writes in the book of Galatians, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. May that be our hope as we engage on social media in the days, weeks uh, to come. Thanks for joining us this week. 